Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what to do in really hot weather. And I'm talking weather 95 degrees and hotter. And some things you can practically do out there to make your day a little bit more, I wouldn't say enjoyable, but bearable while you're working out there in the heat. So I'll go over some things that I do on my route on really hot days. And you can hopefully apply them to your area on the days when it gets really hot. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I'll be the first to admit that I probably wasn't super practical when I first started out and I always try to do more than I should have done and on hot days this was not an exception. And I remember clearly the day this all changed. I was cleaning a pool. I was vacuuming a pool. It was probably about 100 degrees out. And there was another pool guy next door at the house next to me. And the fence wasn't super high. So you can see me vacuuming the pool. And I'm sweating. And it's just super hot. And he came over after. And he told me, hey, why are you vacuuming the pool? It's 100 degrees out there. I said, well, there was like a little bit of dirt down there. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, on these kind of days, it's like raining fire. And you'd want to do as little as possible the customers usually use their pool anyway in the summer, he told me, and a little bit of dirt's not a big deal, and there's no reason for me to be standing out there vacuuming a pool in 100 degree weather, and he was almost laughing at me, but this really woke me up to the fact that I was probably overdoing it and trying to give this level of service, even on a day where it's dangerously hot. I think when it's over 100 degrees out there, there's always these heat alerts you hear on the radio and on the news. And I think take tea seriously because you can really get ill out there. And I've been dehydrated before. It's definitely no fun. And so take this serious that if you overdo it on a hot day, you can really feel it. And there's no need to really kill yourself literally out there on a hot day. Customers are going to understand. And most people aren't even going to be out there in this kind of weather. It's just too hot even to use their pool. So I think take things a little lighter. If you notice that there's some dirt on the bottom, maybe just leaf rake it out the best you can with a sand silk leaf rake. And I think if you don't have a sand silk leaf rake, you definitely want to get one. They're really handy. Purity Pools makes a good one. It's any kind of these white, really fine mesh nets, and they're really great at getting the small amount. They can't get the fine dust out, but they can certainly help you out on a hot day to where you don't have to bring your whole manual vacuum back there and vacuum out the pool. If you have a vacuum system, sometimes the lower micron bags will come in handy. But then again, you just want to get in and out of the pool as quickly as possible. So having a sand silt leaf rake can save you a lot of effort when you're out there and you just don't want to vacuum the pool. So brush the pool really well and use that fine leaf rake to skim it out. You also want to plan your route if you can to where you have most of your pools where they have the shade later in the day. I think that's important. Or at least have a break somewhere where one or two pools has a lot of shade. And that way you kind of get a break from the heat. 
I think that's important too, is that if you're out there and, you know, pool after pool is in the blazing sun, it's really going to wear you down. So having some pools where there's some shade or partial shade does help a lot out there. Starting really early in the morning is a key, key factor. I can't emphasize this enough that on these really hot days, if you normally start at 7, you definitely want to start maybe at 6. And I'll admit to you that I've, on these hot days, I've been at pools where I could barely see the pool water. It's been so early in the morning that I started. And of course, you want to pick these pools carefully. You don't want the customer to be wondering what you're doing there in the dark. But you definitely want to start your day as early as possible to get through the day. And then again, what I said at the beginning, the other pool guy gave me that advice to do minimal work when it's raining fire. And if you wanted to do some work early in the morning, that's perfectly fine. But you want to get through the day as quick as possible. So I would say minimize your work at every account would be the rule on these days where it's over 100 and you got to service 14 pools. And you want to be done before it gets to the peak heat at 2 o'clock and be out of there. I think also having a functioning air conditioner is extremely crucial because when you get in your truck and you have that air conditioner blasting to cool you off, that really helps a lot as before you get out into your next stop. I guess some guys are saying like, oh, you know, I just keep my windows down because I want to get accumulated to the heat or accustomed to the heat. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I have my air conditioner on full blast in between stops because I want to get cooled off as much as possible. And some guys will wet themselves at the pool. I don't like doing that. I just don't really feel like I get a lot of relief by wetting my shirt down or wetting my face. I certainly don't want to jump in the pool, but I have know some pool guys that have gotten in there. I fall into the pool on accident, but that's a different story. But I don't usually wet myself. I just kind of use the air conditioner to do that. You can put a wet towel around your neck. They have like special workout towels you can put on your neck that will help you. But to me, I think the key is to get in and out as quickly as possible. I wear a wide brim straw hat when I'm working out there in the summertime. And I know some guys don't like the straw hats because it kind of interferes with when they're working or they may hit their head on a tree. I've done that before. So it does obstruct some of your, you know, line of sight in a way. But having that hat all the way around you, blocking your neck and then going over the front of you, to me is crucial on a hot day. So it acts like almost like you're wearing an umbrella. I don't mean getting like a gigantic, you know, wide brim sombrero, but I think having a straw hat definitely will help you out there in the heat. And it's a good way to relieve yourself as far as having the sun hitting you in your face. And of course, having good sunglasses. I like wearing the polarized sunglasses. These are great because they really keep the sun from irritating your eyes and their full UV protection and they're polarized and they're, they just have a lot of good benefits having the polarized glasses. But wearing the right gear, having the hat and having the glasses on. Now I wear button up long sleeve shirts and this, and I wear long pants also, which is kind of weird out there, but I like the long pants because my legs don't burn in the sun. You know, if you're wearing shorts, you'll feel your legs to start to burn in really hot days. And I feel like the pants protect me more, even though it seems kind of counterintuitive. And then the long sleeve shirts really help. And I kind of fold them up to where they're just above my elbows. And this gives me added protection on my arms. And I like the collars because then it protects my neck. And so these long sleeve button up shirts, again, sounds kind of counterintuitive to wear these out there. And I don't wear other cotton shirts. I wear like the polyester material. So it's a lot better at, you know, taking the heat and the sweat. And I find that it's a better shirt to wear out there. I just have been doing it so long that it doesn't bother me. I like the collar, again, protecting my neck. And I like the sleeves coming down to my elbows to kind of give me some protection against the heat. 
because it does get really hot out there when the sun's hitting you, especially over 100 degrees. And so having the right gear, of course, having a hat and having the right kind of clothing that you feel comfortable in. And if you like working out there in a cotton t-shirt, that's perfectly fine. Whatever you're comfortable working in. But the bottom line is you want to be in and out as quickly as possible. And this is where test strips come in handy. I know a lot of guys are like, oh, test strips, oh, that's, they're not accurate. And a uh, real, pool, real pool guy shouldn't be using test strips. But hey, when it's 100 degrees out there and you want to get a reading of the pool to see if there's chlorine in there and want to get an idea of you know how the pH is in there, dipping a test strip in there and getting the reading in 10 seconds, you really can't beat that. And I would argue with anyone saying that that's not an accurate way of testing. It's accurate enough, especially when you're sweating and you're not going to be doing a full reagent test or a color, you know, a photometer test there at the poolside. Now, there are situations where you have to do the full testing. If you're doing a startup and it's really hot out, you definitely want to do a full photometer test there. But in most cases, if you're just at Mr. Jones' house and it's 100 degrees out, dipping the test strip in there will give you a really good idea of what you need to do at that moment, how much chlorine to add. And I should say that when in doubt, let's say that the chlorine's at 2.0 and you're thinking the pool's going to be perfectly fine the next week, I would say look at the forecast. If it's 100 degrees that day and it's going to be 105, 108, and the whole week's going to be over 100 with no relief in sight for five days, I would definitely add chlorine to that pool to bring that level up to 5 or 10 parts per million just to be sure that you're not going to have algae or any kind of problems there because when the air, of course, is hot like that, the water gets warm and algae seems to grow a lot quicker when the UV index is high and when the pool water is warm. So I definitely would put some chlorine in there and not hesitate to overchlorinate the pool, so to speak, in really hot days. And I wouldn't take any chances at any pools on a hot day to where you can maybe get by the following week. You know, if you have a tablet in there, it may be okay to keep it at 2.0 in a normal day. But when it's 100 degrees in the summer, you definitely want to put a lot of chlorine in those pools so they can hold from week to week because you're only there that week and you're going to be there seven days later. And if you don't have the right amount of chlorine in there, you're going to be brushing algae off the walls, which is another problem on a hot day. Probably the worst situation on a hot summer day is when you get to a service account. This has happened to me several times when the customer is using their spa and they leave it in spa mode all week. And so you have kind of a disaster on your hands that you didn't create but the customer did, and it's really frustrating and irritating. But you're out there in 100-degree weather brushing algae off the walls, trying to get that cloudy pool back into shape, and this is something that happens to everyone out there. Or they'll leave the automatic cleaner up on the deck, and it hasn't been running all week, and the pool's sucking air. This has happened to me in the middle of summer on a 100-degree weather day, and it's extremely frustrating when this happens. But of course, there are times when the algae bloom is your fault because you didn't chlorinate the pool properly the week prior. So those that you can prevent by having borates to 50 parts per million or pool RX or if you're using any other kind of enhancer, the ones that you can prevent from turning on hot days are the ones that are in your control. The ones that I mentioned where the customer leaves in the spa mode or leaves the cleaner out on the deck with the pool on, those you can't control. But you want to minimize the ones that you're in control of. So make sure the chlorine level is good in all the pools on your route before the heat wave, during the heat wave, and even after the heat wave. Because the worst thing that you you can do in 100 degree weather is stand there brushing algae where the sun's beating down on you. It's really frustrating. And if you have three or four of these pools out of 14 or 15 accounts that day, you're going to be totally drained. So the pools you can prevent algae in are going to save you on those hot days. 
So keep that in mind. There's going to be anomalies where the customer does something and you're going to have to deal with it. But the pools you can prevent algae from blooming in to make your day quicker and easier are the ones you want to focus on and be really focused on the weather. I look at the forecast all the time so I know when the heat wave is coming a week ahead of time. You don't want to be caught off guard. So check the weather app. I check it every day, maybe twice a day, three times a day, kind of obsessed with the weather. But you definitely want to be aware of the weather if you do pool service because the weather, the outdoors is your office and the weather is a big factor. And you definitely want to know when the heat wave is coming so you can prepare for that. Another thing that I've learned over the years is you want to have all your pool filters done before the heat wave hits. So in my area, I do all my filters in March and April. That allows me to clean them in October most years. And October actually can be hot in California, unfortunately. So then on the back end, you're dealing with filters and hot weather still. The good thing about the October filter cleaning time is that people aren't using their pools. So September, October, late September, early October is a great time to clean them in California because people stop using their pools when school starts in August. And then you're free to kind of not clean the pool 100%, focus on the filter, and not worry about anyone complaining because no one's using the pool. And so that's a good benefit. But you want to get all your filters done in the hot areas in March and April so that you're not cleaning filters in May and June during the you know the hottest time of the year. And of course, sometimes you get a new account, you have to clean the filter. And doing one filter is not a big deal. When you have to do four or five filters in 90, 100 degree weather, it's really draining and it's something that you don't want to do. So you definitely want to get your filters done in March and April if that's the cool time of year for you. And then make sure you're not doing too many filters in the summertime, the ones you can avoid. And by stacking your filters and doing it before the summer, you're going to have a much more pleasant time out there. Because if it's 100 degrees and you know you have three filters to clean that day, it's going to make for a miserable day. So get those filters out of the way before the season starts, the hot part of the season. And in my area, it could start anytime in May. So I make sure everything is done before that. And I'm not going to be out there in that blazing hot temperature cleaning a filter. One thing that occasionally happens if you're out there working, a customer may come out and want to talk to you. And, you know, it's 100 degrees out there. They may be standing in the shade and they want to have this long conversation with you. And it's kind of hard to pull yourself away. Sometimes you're like, well, what do I do? Do I tell them, you know, I need to go because it's hot? You don't want to offend anyone. A little trick that I do, and I learned this from another pool guy, and it's really effective. I'll tell the customer, oh, I'll be right back. And I go to my truck to get something, and I just wait a couple minutes. And hopefully by the time I get back to the pool, the customer got tired of waiting for me. They went back in their house. And this works 9 out of 10 times. I'll just kind of break the conversation. Say, oh, I have to go to my truck to get something. Go to my truck, wait there for a minute or two, and then when I walk back to the backyard, they're usually inside their house, so that ends the conversation. And it's kind of a clean way to do that without offending the customer. But the last thing you want to do is engage in a long conversation in the hot weather. They may be standing in the shade relaxing, you're not, and you have more pools to do. So find a good way to break that conversation without, of course, being rude or offensive to them. And sometimes if you say, well, you know, I have to get going because it's really hot, they may take that the wrong way in some cases. So my little strategy that I stole from another pool guy seems to be really effective. And it's kind of the, a way to get out of the conversation by just kind of disappearing for two minutes. When you come back, more than likely they're in their house because they're not going to wait for you. You may have a bad customer that's going to be sitting out there waiting for you. And then you have no choice at that point but to kind of let them down and say, 
you know, you have to keep, you have to move on. But to me, I, I think it's the worst thing when I'm back there and it's 100 degrees and someone walks out and want to converse with me. I find that to be a little bit irritating. I think the best thing when it's really hot like that is if you get back there and there's kids using the pool, that's your out. You just tell the customer, oh, I see you're using the pool. Um, they, they're fine. I'm going to test the chemicals and make sure that, that everything's running right. And I'll check the skimmer basket and, and I'll, I'll be out of here really quick and just continue your, your party or whatever. And for me, I think those are the best. I never, I don't tell the kids, oh, you have to get out. I have to clean the pool. I use that as kind of my out to be like, okay, you guys are enjoying the pool. I'm going to just check the chemicals real quick. It'll take me one or two minutes. I'm going to check the equipment and I'll be out of here and you can continue on. So that's kind of a good thing. And I don't think it's a good idea to say, oh, you guys want to get out for like 15 minutes. I got to clean the pool. In really hot weather, I use that as my out. And so maybe use that as your out also, unless the pool needs to be really cleaned. But in most cases, when customers are using their pool, the kids are enjoying it. It's not a big deal if there's dirt on the bottom. It's not a big deal if the pool has some leaves in it. They don't really care. They're just having fun out there in the pool. And so take my advice. When it's super hot out there, it's not raining. It's like a rainy day, but it's raining fire. So kind of do a rainy day schedule out there the best you can. And you want to get back and out of there before it's too hot. And if there's a heat advisory, that's your way out with the customers too. You can just say, you know what? It's really hot. I'm going to do the minimal here because there's a heat advisory. And they'll understand that. Most of my customers know that on really hot days, I'm not going to give them the full service. And they realize that it's just super hot out there themselves. They don't want to be out there either doing any kind of work. And they shouldn't expect you to really kill yourself out there on a hot day. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. And on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll give you a list of other podcasts I recorded. And of course, if you want to enhance your business, consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at Get Skimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's get skimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.